Perek Zayn. And the Pasuk says, Vayimalu b'nei Yisrael ma'al b'cherim. Klai Yisrael broke the cherim, which means the consecration that Yeshua had made of all the property of Yerichoi. It was meant to be Kodesh. So Me'ilah means to steal from Hektesh. And Klai Yisrael were guilty of stealing from Hektesh. What happened? Vayikach Ochon ben Karmi ben Zavdi ben Zarech Lamatzi Yehuda min ha'cherim. There was one individual, Ochon, who took things from the cherim. We'll see later on what he took. Vayichara Hashem ibn Yisrael. And as a result, Hashem was angry with Bnei Israel. The Malvin points out here, in Yisoyed, which is important to know for the whole of Nach. And that is, we saw that when Klai Yisrael came to Israel, they started up what was called the concept of Arvus. In other words, communal responsibility. That Klai Yisrael were responsible for each other. And therefore, it wasn't that the matter that there was in the Midbar, that the person who did the Avera was responsible for it and the rest of Klai Yisrael didn't suffer. We see that by Ochan himself. We're going to see Ochan himself had stolen from the Kherim of the Midbar as well. There was a time in the Midbar when Klai Yisrael fought a battle against the Knanim and they called the place Kharma because there also everything was was Nechram, was designated, designated to be used for Haknesh. And we're going to see in Ochan's confession later that he claims that he stole from the Kherim then also. And there we don't find Klai Yisrael suffered as a result. They weren't held responsible for that. In the Midbar, there wasn't the principle of Arvus. And therefore, the, 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 those who had done the Avera were responsible, those who didn't were not. Here in Eretz Yisrael, the first thing we see is the principle of Arvus. That's what it means by Yimalu B'nei And therefore, the, the, right, the responsibility is put in the whole of Klai Yisrael. By Yimalu B'nei Yisrael, they all are considered responsible for what happened. And after that, the anger was directed to the whole B'nai Yisrael. Now, even if there's Arbus, right, the Malvin points out an important principle, and that is that there's a big difference between when Hashem punishes or Hashem withdraws his Hashkacha. Sometimes the Kodesh Baruch punishes. And in the Torah, that normally when Hashem chooses to punish, he only punishes the people who deserve to be punished. Arabus doesn't mean that those people who are not guilty are going to get punished by Hashem for an avera they didn't do or they weren't responsible for. But, so where does Arabus apply? That as a result of an avera that someone in Klai Yisrael does, Hashem takes his Ashkocha away collectively from Klai Yisrael. And therefore, Klai Yisrael are going to suffer for it, but not because Hashem shouldn't send him a punishment, but as a result of Hashem, so to speak, removing his Ashkocha. And when HaKadosh Baruch Hu withdraws his Ashkacha, so then Klai Yisrael don't have the same miraculous protection or the same miraculous intervention that they normally would be or should be. And when they don't have that, then they suffer the loss of it by suffering misfortune or suffering losses, whatever it's going to be. That's what we call an indirect result. Like the Prophet says, Hashem says, I'll turn my face away from them and then afterwards they'll get punished. There isn't the Ashkacha, there isn't the protection. And that's what's going to happen here as well. The fact that Hashem takes his protection from Klai Yisrael is because Klai Yisrael collectively don't deserve it. But it's not the same thing as being punished. That punishment directly from Hashem, so to speak, is only for someone who deserves the punishment. The fact that when Klai Yisrael don't deserve to be protected is a different madrigal. Let's explain it a little bit better. Let's explain it aside based on how the Ramchal explains it. And the Ramchal explains what he calls Ashkafa Klai And that is, there's a difference between 
when someone deserves to be punished or when someone deserves to be saved. And I'm going to explain it like this. The Gemara says a person should always look to avoid a Makhum Sakana. A person should always look to avoid a place which is dangerous. The Gemara says if there's a devil here, if there's a pestilence, a plague in the place, a person should run away. A place where there's a Magaifel, never people are dying, so it's a Sakana to be there. Ask the Ramchal a question, why? Hashem judges each person. And if that's the case, if he deserves to be punished, he'll be punished. Whether he's in the place which is dangerous, whether he's somewhere else. If a person finds himself in a battle zone, so it's a Makum Sakana, he should run away. Why? People can die in safe countries as well. Says the Ramchal Yisrael. And he says like this, he says there's a difference between the Ashkoch HaKlodis and the Ashkoch HaProtis. In other words, in the place where the bullets are flying, Bombs are falling. People are dying. So it's a place where there's a Mokum Sakana. So of course every individual gets judged. And of course HaKadosh Baruch decides the fate of each person and nothing happens by chance. But the question which each person gets confronted with in the Beit Shalmala is, does this person deserve to be saved? Because there's a widespread destruction, because people are dying, so each person is judged, does he deserve to be saved? If a person is in a peaceful place and nothing's happening, everything's calm, so of course the people who get punished, their car accidents, their illnesses, their all kinds of other accidents as well, things which happen, and everything happens because Hashem wants it to. But there the question is, does this person deserve to be punished? When the backdrop of the place is punishment, then the din of each person is, does he deserve to be the exception from the rule? And does he deserve to be saved? Whereas if the backdrop of what we call the Hashkoch HaKadis of the place is that it's a place which is at peace, a place which there's no misfortune happening right now. It's not at war. There's no major, uh, so to speak, sorrow which the place is facing. So then the question is the other way around. Is a person that bad that they need to be the exception to the rule and be punished? And there are a lot of people which will fall in the middle category, which means, a Tzadik Gomer, yes, in, even in a time of war, he deserves to be saved. Nothing will happen to him. You can walk through the battlefield, the bullets will fly, the bombs will go off, and he'll be safe. If it's a tzaddik who deserves it, Hashem will protect him. He deserves it. He deserves it. The Rasha Gomer, who deserves to be punished when he's done wrong, they could be in a peaceful place as well. Hashem singled him out for punishment, he'll get punished. But there are a lot of people in the middle category. And therefore, if the question is going to be, do they deserve to be punished? No, they're not that bad. They don't deserve to be punished. But if the question is going to be, do they deserve to be saved? They're not that good either. And if that's the case, for people like that, it's Kedai not to be in a Mokum Sakana. Because the Mokum where they're in is going to define, so to speak, the question which is going to make a difference to what the din is going to be for them. Do they deserve to be punished? Do they deserve to be safe? And that's the same idea over here. When Klai Yisrael collectively do something wrong, it's not every Yachid. So is there a din on each person he deserves to be punished? No. He's done nothing wrong. But Klai shall collectively lose their schus, so to speak, of protection. Because that schus was only there as Klai as a whole deserving that schus. And when that's no longer there, so now the question is, when now it's a matter when there isn't protection. And in a matter where there isn't protection, then the question is, in each person, does it deserve to be saved? And therefore, why Klai shall lose, so to speak, from Arabus, is not because I take personal responsibility for someone else's avarice. But... The matzah which is brought about when Klayashal Dravaris, even when some of Klayashal Dravaris, is that there isn't the natural protection that Hashem normally gives Klayashal. And now Klayashal aren't being protected as a unit. And therefore, each individual standing on his own merits. 
The mile of arvus, of communal responsibility, is communal protection. That when we, Klai Yisrael, are all doing the right thing, Hashem protects all of us together. When there are those members of Klai Yisrael who are not doing the right thing, then Klai Yisrael collectively loses this protection. And when Klai Yisrael collectively loses protection, then each yachid has to deserve to be saved. And that's the same idea over here. Because of the fact that Achon took from the Kherim, so the result was that Klai Yisrael collectively lost their protection. And now you're going to see, we made a Klai Yisrael suffered losses because of that. That's the first point. The second thing we see is an amazing thing. We saw before, Hashem didn't expect them to make so the Kherim. The second thing we see... Hashem sent the Malach Gavriel to write a Tov Shel on the heads of the Tadikim. And because they were Tadikim Gemur, which means even though Klai Yisrael collectively was going to get punished, they didn't, they, Hashem had decided to bring the Chorban, but the Tadikim were on the level that they deserved to be saved as Yechidim. And therefore they were singled out to be saved originally. Until the Midas Adin convinced Hashem that they deserved to be punished. Why? Because they didn't do, they didn't give Tichacha to the Rishayim. So this wasn't the problem of the of the Rishayim, so to speak. It was a problem with them. You were Mechuyif to give Tichacha. There's a Taino on you. And if that's the case, they didn't deserve that special protection that they were meant to have. So it's true. If a specific Tariq, there's a Taino on him as an individual, then he can get punished. But if there's no Taino on him as an individual, then if he's a Tariq, it doesn't deserve to be punished. He can go through a period of suffering, a period of uh, when Klai is being punished and he'll be protected. The example for that is Yirmiyahu Anavi. Yirmiyahu Anavi, who was also at the time of the first Chorban, he was protected. He had definitely been Mekayim Yizchir of Techacha. He was the one who was shouting all day and all night for it. Right? And, therefore, and, he, and he died a few times for it. So therefore, and, uh, he was saved. He was saved. There wasn't even a heaven in here, Gerhard. He's talking about the battle zone, whatever it is. The Chaskel Levinstein explained the same thing applies to uh, illness which is contagious. It says the Pshat is when it's an illness which is going around, it's just spreading, then Hashem decided for that place that the illness is here. It's, now each Yachid is decided in the terms of should he get sick or should he not get sick. But that's the din of the Yachid. The din of the place is that there's an illness in the place. So the question is, each person, is he going to be nitzel from it? In a case where let's say everyone's healthy, but then they have always people who get sick. Then they decided the safe question for them was they deserve to be punished. But over here the question isn't they deserve to be punished. There is a punishment. There is a, there is illness going around. The, and by the, the, the rules of, so to speak, how it should work is people infect each other. Then the question is going to be the other way around. And that is, how much does a person deserve to be saved? Just as an aside, if you're on the topic, it's something I've had a long, lot of time to think about this week. <laughs> right? the, the, the amazing thing about corona, as opposed to other illnesses, is that there's no definite path how the illness ta- like, develops in a person or how people experience it. Most times when we talk, spoke about uh, you know, times of machalas, times of uh, whatever plagues there were or illnesses there were, it was pretty much a standard procedure. A person got sick. Most people I think went through the same, so to speak, cycle, and never from those times when the sickness was deadly, most people died. And when those people wasn't, then it was a certain, so to speak, stage by stage process of recovery. Here, it's an amazing thing. Everybody experiences it differently. Uh, some people can never pass away from it. Some people are completely asymptomatic. They get it. They can test positive, uh, highly positive, whatever test it is. They don't experience a the thing. They're completely fine. They're just locked in the home because. Uh, that they don't want to get anyone else sick. But does the illness, so to speak, play out the same role by everybody? Bichlal not. And even within that range, some people have these symptoms, some people have those symptoms. 
Some people the face of their joints, some people their heads, some people their throat, some people their lungs, some people their their eyes. It's, I saw all kinds of possible ways that people can find that they have the sickness. And it affects one person, it doesn't affect the other one. Not the severity, not the amount of time it lasts for, and not the way it affects it. And I was speaking to Rosh Hashivas, the Bachram got Corona Pesach time, they never, they never got their concentration back. They never learned. They to concentrate, they can't learn. They just can't focus. That's nine months ago. So some people get hit very badly by it. Other people, like I said, they, they, they're completely fine. It doesn't affect them bichlal. It's, it's an amazing thing. If anything, the lesson I learned from it is even within the Gzaira Klonis of a machala which is extremely contagious and many people are getting sick, like we see now, it's all over the place, the people who got sick or getting sick or recovering, whatever it is, because this is a tremendous din on the yachid. You can, yes, a person can get corona. And how's it going to affect him? And how badly is it going to affect him? And which ways are going to affect him? How long will they to recover? It's different from person to person. So here you have a synthesis of these two ideas. On the one side, you have exeroclodis. On the other side, you have an individual, so to speak, calculation for each person how they're going to suffer the exeroclodis. Custom made. We saw it as uh, not often. Most times, sicknesses didn't work like that. Once a person got sick, it was never the same part for everybody. But sometimes we see in history this idea that even within the Gezerah for the Rabbim, each Yachid gets dealt with individually. That's the first point. The second point we see in the Pasuk, and that is, no one asked him to make this Kherim. No one asked, Hashem didn't tell him to make the Kherim. Klayishol made the Kherim. But Bechalzois, when Klayishol broke the Kherim, it caused Kharinaf. And this is something we see a number of times in the Torah, and that's the danger of Nadarim. And that is, no one asks a person to make a neder. Not Nazirus, not Nadarim, or anything like that. But when a person breaks a neder, then it's a, then it's a bigger error. It's a, like the Gemara said, the Pasuk is a few times. But a person who breaks a neder, then it's a Chomer de Kaver. Why? Why? Well, Hashem didn't make the restriction. The person made it for himself. So why is it so Chomer to break it? So then two answers given in the Rishonim. Not here in Mesech's Nadarim. The two answers given in the Rishonim. The one answer is, Dayechel, if the Torah asks something, and the person's nichshal, he doesn't keep up to what the Torah expects of him. Okay, so there's a certain justification that maybe it was too high for him, he wasn't up to it, so it was too strong, whatever the case was. But if a person doesn't feel that they can live up to the standards, then why make yourself more Israel? Why make yourself an Israel which you can't keep? It's clearly you brought it on yourself. And that's a, a lack of Yerushimai. If a person isn't, you know, the Torah is the high of us, of course, we have to do our best. But don't put yourself into a situation of Nisayan where you might not be strong enough to deal with it. And therefore, the sending applies to the Dharam. Don't look to make yourself new restrictions the Torah didn't make if you aren't strong enough to keep it. And therefore, there was a certain tiny here we're going to see in Klai Yisrael, not just the Arabus tiny. Before I mentioned the Malvin, the promise is the Arabus, there was a certain tiny in the Klai Yisrael also on your shirt directly. And that is, when you decided to make an Issa for Klai Yisrael, you should have made sure that those are living on the standard they could keep up to, they could keep to the restrictions you're making for them. And if not, you shouldn't have done it. Even though it was only one person. Even though it was only one person. So what should you, what would you show you, what should you have, you should have done? So you're going to say, Chazal say, you should have put up God. If you aren't sure that are all on the level to keep to your restriction, then once you make something Kherim, put their God to protect it. Make sure no one's going to be Nikshon steal from the Kherim, because once you've made it the Dover Austin, that's your job to make sure that it gets kept. Which is, uh, therefore, in this second side, it wasn't just the fact that Klaishul suffered as Arvus. We're going to see from this Chazal that there was a direct time in Yeshua himself. You did something wrong also. And this is an important point in the diary. And that is, if a person, even with the best intentions in mind, 
wants to make a certain standard, wants to add his turn, take a new chumras. But if a person can't live up to the standard he's accepting himself, me says, rather don't try and make yourself standards which you can't keep up to because you're just going to be nechshal, and then that's worse than not doing anything. And as the Pazak says, it's better not to make any in the dome. The Gemara says in the dome, even Mishnah, Rabbi Meshitza, even Mishatidah Vitashalim. Even if you're going to keep the nether, it would be better not to make the nether. Now, as the said, if, if a person keeps the nether, it would be better not to make the nether, or yes, to make the nether. But the underlying point is that the danger in making the dome is don't look for new chiyavim, which aren't no chiyavim. It's just looking for an opportunity, for, so to speak, to give yourself an insight you didn't have to have. And that's true for the yachid. Kalachem, we're talking about the tzibur. To make restrictions on the tzibur, which the tzibur can't keep, is a dangerous thing. Because if you, why make the chiyuv? which people can't live up to. It's just making making a problem, so to speak. The Darim has its own Chumrah, but there's a Misal Haskell here for anyone who's in a leadership position. And that is, don't make a standard too high for people to keep to. Even though it's not making a Nedah. So it's not the same Chumrah as here. We're talking about Kodesh. We're talking about Me'ila. But the same idea applies. And that is, if you're going to make new restrictions beyond what the Torah requires, and people can't keep up to it, you're setting it up for failure. You're making a system which people can't live up to. Why do you have to do that? Better don't make the extra chumras. Don't make the extra restrictions. And don't be martial people not keeping them than setting a standard which is going to cause people to be niksha. And like we said, this is the second point and this is going to be a direct accusation on your show. Who asked you to make the khair? And if you didn't make the khair, then it's your job to make sure everyone keeps that. But to make the iser and then give people the potential of, so to speak, being niksha on that iser, so you should have took a personal responsibility for that. Besides for the Arab, so we're going to learn that with the Shem tomorrow.